Let's give God another hand praise. Because he's worthy. He alone is worthy of all of our praise. Not some, but all of our praise. He's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. There's somebody this morning that did not wake up this morning, but you and I, we're here today to declare that God is worthy of all of our praise, of all of my praise. When I look back over my life and I see those times when, 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 when God could have took me out, but he allowed me because of his grace and his mercy, he allowed me another chance. And I say, God, if you get me out of this situation, if you get me out of this mess, I will serve you for the rest of my life. And for the rest of my life, I'm going to serve him because he's worthy. When I look back over my life and I see how good God has been to me, I can't help but tell the world that God is good. Not only is he good, but he's good all the time. Not sometimes, but all the time. Even when I don't deserve it, when I know I don't deserve it, God is still good. God has spared your life and given you another opportunity to get it right today. Today is the day that you can get it right with him. And that's what's so great about the awesome God that we serve is that he's good. Not sometimes, but he's good all the time. Songwriters say God has been good to me. See, not only has he been good to you, but he's been good to me. Every now and then you need to make it personal. Uh -huh. And see that God has been good to you. He's done things for you that no other person could do for you. And for that reason, you ought to be able to declare that God is good. Even when other people talk about me, when they misunderstand me, God is still good. Even though people may not understand why we do what we do, we do it because God is good. And what I like about God, it doesn't matter what other people think about me. It doesn't matter what other people think when I raise my hand, when I do my dance, it doesn't matter what other people's opinion is of me because God is good. And the fact that God is good lets me know that God can use me. Even when others discount me, God still finds me worthy. He still finds worth in me because he created me. Man didn't create me, God created me. And for that reason, I celebrate. We celebrate an awesome God because he is good. He's good, y'all. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. And he's gooder, guess what, than good. He is awesome. And he's worthy. He's worthy today of all of our praise. Of all of our praise. Songwriter says, I can't hold it that God's been good to me. And what that means, in case you don't understand, I can't hold the fact that I have to open my mouth and I have to speak. As the Holy Spirit gives me utterance, I have to open my mouth and speak because God's been good to me. Every now and then we have to go down testimony road and we have to testify because God has been good to us. And guess what? We can't hold it. We can't hold it. And guess what? You cannot tell my testimony better than I can because I understand that God has been good to me. I cannot tell your testimony better than you can because you understand that God has been good to you. Some of y'all know that you've done some things. You've been able to obtain some things. If it had not been for the Lord on your side, you know where you come from. You know people that come from that side of the track don't get what you got. The people that came from that side of the track don't go where you've been. But the fact is God is good and he's worthy of our praise. So I made it because God was on my side. 
We are here today because God is on our side and he's worthy, he's worthy to be praised. And what I like about God, not only is he's good, but he's always with you. He's always with you so you never have to walk alone. Some of you today may feel like you're walking alone, but you don't have to walk alone anymore because he is here. He's present. He is a present help for us in our times of trouble. Guess what? The word says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord is able. God is able to deliver them out of them all. No matter what you're going through, God is able to deliver you. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand praise and have a seat if you can. Amen. 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 Lord, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing even now. We thank you, Father God, for what you're doing even now. We give honor to our gracious God for allowing us another chance, another opportunity to come and to partake of his most precious holy word. We thank him for his presence. We thank him for all that he's done and for all that he's doing. We thank God for all of you coming out today. You could have chose to go anywhere else, but we believe that there is a word in the house for you on today. Amen. We say to all of our visitors, welcome to Lighthouse Christian Center. Our mission is on the wall fine blue colors, blue and white colors. Now our mission, our vision is to be an unshakable beacon of light, to lead the lost and the broken back into the safety arms of the Father. Now I don't know about you this morning, but I was lost and also been broken. But I thank God today it is through my mess, through my brokenness, that God has brought me here today. And the fact that I've been there and done that qualifies me to tell you that the same God that did it for me and many others, he's willing to do it for you. You just have to be willing to surrender, to give up, and to surrender to him, and he will do the same thing for you. Amen, amen. So, we want you to know that you're welcome. Wave your hands, pat your feet, do a shout, run around the building. Whatever it is that you feel led to do, you're welcome here at Lighthouse. We don't want to put anyone uh, on the spot. You don't have to say anything, but I know we have some visitors. Sister Robin, I think these are visitors that you've invited to us. Brother and sister, you all, if you would like to have something to say, or if you're good, that's good. All right. All right. But if you feel a shout, come on, go ahead. If you feel a dance, go ahead. If you feel a run, go ahead. But thank God for all of our visitors. We have other ministers in the house. Thank God for all of you. Uh, thank God just for our family, for our family. I thank God for my, my Lighthouse family. I thank God for my family, my sisters being here, my brother-in-law being here as well, cousins and, and, and the like. Ne ne nephew being here, uh, one of these days you're going to take that mask off, aren't you? One of these days you're going to take it off and we can see your face. But thank God for everybody being here on today. We're just excited about what God is doing in the lives of his people. We thank God for what he's doing here at Lighthouse. If you have your Bibles, we're going to ask you to turn to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to have a word of prayer and then we're going to get into the word. While you're turning to Ephesians chapter 6, go ahead and get me a little drink of water. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to be reading from verses 10 through. 11, verses 10 and 11. I'm going to read those two verses in your hearing, and then we're going to pray. And the word of the Lord says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 
Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you once again for this opportunity. We thank you for this privilege to come once again to share in the partaking of your word. And Father, we pray now for all that are gathered here that they will not leave in the manner in which they came, but they will leave having been made better because of your word. Father, we pray now that I would decrease and that you would increase, that you can speak through me, O oh God, that others will be encouraged, they will be uplifted, and yes, some may be even corrected. But Father, it is our desire, Lord God, that we be pleasing unto you in all that we do and all that we say. Let us not, Father God, just be obedient in hearing, but be obedient in doing what you command us to do this day. It is in the mighty name of Jesus we pray, and we believe that it's already done. And the church said, amen. Amen. All right, so today we would like to use uh, for our subject, our title, Armed and Dangerous. Armed and Dangerous. Many of us have in recent week, maybe even the past week, heard the term armed and dangerous. When we think about uh, being armed and dangerous, what that says is that the person may be carrying a weapon and they are more than likely to use it. The person or persons may be carrying a weapon and they are more than likely to use it. We've heard uh, in the news over the past week there were some escapees that escaped uh, from prison. They escaped uh, from prison and it was reported that there were four of them that escaped. And then we were told they may be armed and dangerous. But I don't want to talk about them today. I want to talk about you and me. As children of God, as believers of God, we are commanded here in verse number 10 and verse 11. Paul uh, tells the Ephesians church, he says, you, my brothers and sisters, need to know this. Out of all of your learning, out of all the education, out of all the, the, the YouTube videos that you look at, out of all the things on Facebook that you like, there are some things that you still need to know. You need to know that now that you've done all of that, now that you've heard all of this, you got all the cliches, you got all the quotes down, you got your pages highlighted with the red, with the pink, with the yellow colors. Now that you've done all of those things, there is still something that you need to do. It is you need to, first of all, understand that you've got to be strong, not in your own power, but you've got to be strong in the Lord. Many of us, many of us, we come in and we get a little word in us and then we think we can take on the world. But can I testify today that you have to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Because you and I, you and I, as strong as we may think we are, there are there's going to come a time in your life where you're going to come against something that you don't have the strength to overcome. Anybody can testify today that there's been a time in my life where I had to face something that I was not strong enough to overcome on my own. And I needed some help in order for me to overcome. Anybody here willing to testify? I tried to do it in my own power, but it just did not work out. There are some things, can I testify, in your life that you have faced or you will face that you will not be able to overcome on your own. You can have all the willpower, the he power, the she power that you want to have, but you will not be able to overcome. Can I testify? When we look at, we look at, go back, cartoon, Superman, Superman, as strong as Superman 
Superman is, I mean, with all the power, with all the x-ray vision that Superman has, there is one thing that Superman could not overcome, and that was night, that was kryptonite. Kryptonite was something that was stronger than he. It was something that super all of his power that absorbed all of his strength and what I'm telling you, you and I as strong as we think we are, there are some things in life that's stronger than you, that's stronger than me and in order for us to overcome, we need to be in the power of the Lord. We need to understand that we're going to go through some struggles. We're going to go through some fights in life. But understand the fight that you face, the fight that I face is not the one that I see in front of me. But it's the fight against, it's not against flesh and blood, but it's against the evil. Mm -hmm. There is evil in the world. There is evil forces in the world. Yes, it is. The word says there's evil forces in the world. There's evil forces in the heavenlies. That is, it's in the middle between heaven and earth. There are evil forces that is, that's at work. And so what you and I are called to do to enter into spiritual warfare. But in order to enter into spiritual warfare, we must understand, first of all, that there are some things that we're going to need. If we're going to, going to be able to fight against the forces of darkness, fight against those things that, in the, that are in the spiritual realm, we need to understand there are some things that we're going to need. You see, the daily problems that you and I face today, it is because of the evil forces that's at work. The evil forces that is at work, my brothers and sisters. So to understand that when you are armed and dangerous, it means that you possess a weapon. You possess a weapon and if you recognize that there is power in the weapon that you have, you find yourself being a little bit more confident. Mm -hmm. For those, for those, for those who went out and purchased a gun, they feel a little bit more confident simply because they have a gun in the house. Can I tell you, some of us have even went so far as to purchase an alarm to put on our property, and we have cameras that are connected to that. And guess what? We are armed even though we can't, we will not take the camera and shoot anybody, but we're armed in that. You remember before you go to bed, you, your alarm says arm and disarm. You arm it so that if the enemy tries tries to come in and try to attack, the alarm will sound. Guess what? And if the alarm sounds long enough, if it goes off long enough, it will contact headquarters. Headquarters will contact 911 and 911 will show up for your rescue simply because guess what? You're armed and you're dangerous. Guess what? When the thieves see that you have an alarm on your property, you have the sign on your in your yard that says whatever company you're connected with, what you're telling them I'm armed and I'm dangerous. If you come on my property, if you come on my territory, come on if you're bad enough. Come on if you think you're big and bad enough. Come on on my property. Guess what? What I like about that, Pastor Todd, you don't have to be at home. Guess what? You don't have to be at home when the enemy comes. Guess what? For the one to show up and to defend your property, you don't have to be there, which tells me you as a child of God don't have to do all the heavy lifting. All you have to do is be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Understand that understand that there are some things that I must do so that I am armed and so that they would recognize that I'm dangerous. The thing that I must do, I must do what is necessary in order for me to get this thing on my property. I must do what it says. I must follow the instruction. Testify. You can have all the alarms, all the cameras in the world, but if you don't turn the cameras on, they won't work. If you don't arm the alarm, it won't work. You have it in your possession, but you're not using it. Testify. There are some things that you and I have in our possession, but we'll not use it as it pertains to the word of God. We're not using the weapon that we've been given simply because we're walking around thinking we're big and we're bad and we don't, we got it like that. Can I testify and tell you no matter how big and bad you may think you are, Satan will come at some point in time and knock on the door of your house testify. Doesn't matter how many years you've been in the church. Doesn't matter how many years you've been in, on a board, on an auxiliary. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much money you may put in the, in the, in the church treasure. There's going to come a time when the enemy will come and knock on your door. Question is, question is, when he comes, when he comes, will you be armed 
and dangerous. Will you be ready when he comes? Will you be ready when the enemy comes to knock on the door of your heart? Listen, listen. Now, a weapon is an implement uh, uh, or a device that's used to deter, to threaten, or to inflict, inflict physical damage. It is also used to harm, to kill. A weapon are, are, are used for hunting. They're used to commit a crime. They're used by law enforcement. They're used as self-defense. They're used in warfare. You and I are in spiritual warfare. Now then, a weapon also can be used to gain a tactical or strategy uh, or advantage over the enemy. Our weapon, my brothers and sisters, we will find here in a few moments, is given to us so that you and I know, first of all, that we have the advantage. Many times we are, are defeated by the forces of darkness simply because we don't understand what is in our possession. We have a weapon, but we are not using it. As I said, if you don't use it, the gun can stay in the closet locked up somewhere. If a thief break in, it's not going to help you. The fact that you have it in the house, it will only help you, guess what, if you have it in your possession, if you have it in your hand. And guess what, it can be in your hand, but it has to be be locked and loaded. It has to be ready. You can have the word. You can have the word on the inside here and that you've heard it. You can have all the Bibles that you like to have in your house. You can have all the notes that you've taken over the last 15 and 20 years. But guess what? In your time of trouble, when the enemy comes, when the enemy comes, guess what? If you, if you are not locked and loaded, if you are not ready, you're to succumb to the forces of darkness. Simply because you forgot that you had it or you didn't recognize how to use it. You didn't know now is the time. Guess what? That I need to put my weapon. I need to show the enemy my weapon. Now is the time that I need to go for it and let him know who I live for, who I stand for. Now is the time, if you will. Now is the time that I let the enemy know that I have on the full armor of God. Let's testify here. Now then, the word, the word says here, the night is far spent. Get this. Romans 13 and 12 says, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. This is what I like. And let us put on the armor of light. So the armor that I have is an armor of light. That is the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. He is Lord over all. He is our Savior. So I need to, to put that on and understand that the source of my strength, the source of your strength, guess what, is found in the Lord, in the Lord. And the only way you and I can get stronger in our, in our strength is in our relationship with God. The stronger I get in my relationship with God, the stronger I get to resist temptation. <laughs> and, and understand that this power is not of this world, but it is found in our close relationship with God. Close relationship, close relationship. If I had a girlfriend, which I don't, I have a wife, but if I had a girlfriend, if I had a girlfriend and I didn't spend quality time with her, guess what? Even though I tell her she's my girlfriend, after a while she's going to begin that maybe I'm entertaining some other girl, some other woman, simply because I'm not spending enough time with her. But honey, I'm just going to come and see you once a month. I tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. I'll stop by and drop by every first of the month. Guess what? The reason why I'm stopping by on the first of the month is because she gets a check. So I'm stopping by on the first of the month because she has something that I want. But guess what? But then the rest of the week, I'm over here doing something else. If I do that for too long a time, sometimes somewhere along the line, she's going to start to think that the only time I show up is at the first of the month. I show up because she has something in her possession that I want. And then all the other times, I'm somewhere else doing other things She's going to say, you know what? I don't think he is as committed to me as he pretends. Testify. There are some of us, some of us, I got to tell the truth and shame the devil. There are some of us we won't give God his time. 
We put everything else ahead of God. We make up all the excuses in the world of why we can't do this and why we can't do that. But guess what? Let us let us get in trouble. Let us find ourselves in a situation where we need someone to bring us out, someone to bail us out. Let our bodies start feeling pain in areas that we never felt before. Who do we want to call on? We want to call on the name of Jesus. But what about all the other times when you were doing everything you were big and bad enough to do? Were you calling on the name of Jesus then? No, you were not. So my brothers and sisters, understand, understand, if you and I are going to walk this thing out, if we're going to walk it in God's power, we need to understand that we must do it according to what his word says. The word says, let us put aside, cast off the works of darkness. The thing, those things that separate us from the light, those things that separate us from God, we need to put those things off. And allow him to strengthen us through our relationship with him. Can I testify? James 4 and 7 says to submit yourself, therefore, to God. Y'all might want to write that down. It says submit yourself, therefore, to God. Guess what? And then and only then will you be able to resist the devil. And when you resist the devil for a little while, guess what? The devil will flee from you when you resist him. Simply why? Because the devil, light and darkness, has no fellowship with one another. If I'm walking in the light, then I have no business fooling with the deeds of darkness. I can't be between two. I can't love God and then say I love the world. I got to choose. I got to make a decision on which God I'm going to serve. There are things in this world that God has given you and me for our enjoyment. But guess what? We must understand that there is a comes a time and there is a place when I must understand God come first and foremost before everything else. Wife, I love you. Children, I love you. But God's got to come first. I got to take out time. I got to spend quality time with the Lord. For some folk, that means getting up early in the morning, spending time with God before you begin your day. Somebody, somebody on yesterday, they thought they had plenty of time. But guess what? Today they didn't wake up. They were not on the wake-up call. So while the blood is still running warm in your veins, understand, understand that you are in a spiritual battle. Testify. Now, 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 in case you didn't know, I want to give you some secrets. The enemy's strategy to get you and me to get our eyes off God is first he makes an appeal to our eyes. Mm -hmm. The things that you and I can see. And then the enemy appeals to our flesh. And lastly, he appeals to our pride. And so pride, pride, pride. We talked about this Wednesday night. Pride goes before a fall. See, when you think you got it like that, that's when you've already fallen. When you think that you've got it like that, when you think you know everything, you think you know better than everybody else, you think you know better than God, you think there is another way, guess what? Pride has already got you. The enemy already has you in his clutches. Guess what? I said this on Wednesday night. Many people don't recognize that the demonic forces that are at work, they're watching you. They're watching me. They know our history. They know what we've done in the past. And every now and then, they'll bring it up to you, whether it be in your mind or it be through somebody else. They'll bring up your past. Guess what? Because they know that that is a weak spot for you. But when you understand who you are in Christ Jesus, guess what? You can shrug that off say, devil, go away. I've been healed. I've been delivered. I've been set free. And old things have passed away because the word says, and all things become new. Yes, I did that. Yes, I went there. Yes, I'm ashamed of this or that. But guess what? I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. So enemy, get behind me. My brothers and sisters, understand that the spiritual battle that you and I are fighting most of the time is the spiritual battle that goes on in our minds. Our minds is a spiritual battlefield. Battlefield. Testify. I come to church this morning and, and, and there were a couple of people who spoke to me and then there were other people who didn't speak to me at all. So guess what? When I get out, sometimes we can't wait till we get out. We get on the phone and we start texting. But if I can wait until I get outside, guess what? The first thing I do is open my mouth and I loud the enemy. I say, go ahead, use me, devil. I open my mouth and I start talking about the person that didn't speak to me. Maybe, maybe he or she, they were going through a situation. Maybe they were being burdened down by 
something. And what they needed was a word of encouragement. They didn't need a word of discouragement. But guess what? What you did then, you allowed the enemy to use you. Some folk testify. Some folk can't wait until they get off the church ground before they say something negative, something to hurt somebody else's feelings. Not recognizing and not understanding. Guess what? I just allowed the devil to use me. So what that tells me then and only then is that I have not put on the full armor of God. Testify. <laughs> but understand that in order for you and I to withstand the attacks of the enemy, we must be totally dependent upon God. We must be dependent upon his strength and use every piece of armor. We're going here. We got to use every piece of armor that has been given to us. And understand when we use the armor, we can fight the good fight. We can fight the good fight of faith as a body of believer, as a church. We're able to fight the fight simply because we have the Holy Spirit working on the inside of us. Yeah, we're going there. We're going there. We're going there. So we look at verses 13. We're going to look at verses 13. We're going to testify here. It says, therefore, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand the evil days and having done all to stand, stand. I got to get my towel here. I got to find it here. We... We got to put on the whole armor of God that we can stand, stand, my brothers and sisters, because we're going to go through some things. We got to go through some things. But when we take on the whole armor of God, we're able to withstand the evil days. And having done all to stand, we're able to stand. Guess what? The armor that you and I put on, it is a defensive armor. And it also reports to, there's a divine nature to the armor. So as I was looking, I want to talk about uh, the pieces of armor that we have to put on first is the belt. And then we got to put on the breastplate. And then we got to put on footwear. That is what we put on our feet. And then we've got to put on the shield or the helmet. We, we, we've got to put on the sword. There are different parts of the armor are worn by different members. Depending on your position, you may be in a position where uh, the strong belt of truth is necessary. Satan fights with lies, and sometimes his lies sound like truth. But only true believers have God's truth, which can defend Satan's lie, testify. I got a problem, and I need a solution, and I can go uh, to my friend or my friends and get their advice. Many times when we go to other people to get their advice, it's because we want them to tell us what we already think we want to do. We are looking for someone to co-sign with us that it's the right decision. Testify. I have had some folk that I trusted with a situation, and I went to them for wise counseling, and what they, the counseling they gave me was not biblical. And because it was not biblical, guess what? As time went on, it didn't work out for me. Uh, there are times when it seemed like it was going good, but then sooner or later, guess what? It didn't work out for you. Simply because you took the wrong advice from the very beginning. You knew it was wrong because it didn't line up with the word of God. But we must put on the belt of truth. Truth is the standards by which everything else should be measured by. It doesn't matter about what I think or what you think. My opinion is it doesn't matter. It matters to what the word of God says. What God says, we have to believe it. We have to stand on it, even if we don't like it, if it tastes bad going down. But guess what? When it get in you, it will work out for your good. If we, we stand on the truth, to wear the truth belt, that is, you and I must live by faith. We must be faithful to the call. We must live by faith. I don't understand it. I don't know how it's going to work out for me. But guess what? If I keep on coming, 
If I keep on going to church, if I keep on praying, if I keep on believing, I believe that it's going to work out for me. Anybody willing to testify there was a time in your life when you were growing up, little boy and little girl, times got hard. But guess what? Mom and daddy kept believing. They kept going to church. They taught you how to pray. They taught you how to call on the name of Jesus. And the more you called on Jesus, you found yourself in situation. Guess what? Testify. I got a test at school. I got a test at school. We don't have much food in, on, on our table. We don't have much food in our pantry, but I believe in God. I'm going to testify, testify. I had to go to bed last night. I was still a little bit hungry simply because we only had a little bit to eat. I got a test tomorrow, so guess what? Before I go to bed, I'm going to go down on my knees and I'm going to talk to the Lord. I'm going to ask him to help me with this test that I got to have tomorrow. Guess what? And then and then I heard, I heard Jesus said, man should not live by word alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So what that tell me I may have went to bed a little hungry I may not got all the eat that I want to eat but guess what I'm still going to pray I'm still going to ask God to help me with my test guess what my test come I get my paper and I look at the papers and guess what I know all the answers even though I was I was worried before I went to bed I felt a little bit anxiety about the test guess what I trust God and guess what he made a way can I testify can I testify and then and then and then when I got home when I got home mama said somebody knocked on the door and they dropped off some money somebody knocked on the door and they dropped off some groceries they said sister I just want to tell you that you are on my mind I don't know why it is but God placed you on my mind and I don't know if this can help you but I got some grocery for you and the kids can I testify. There's been time, there's been time in your life where you know you had a bill that was due. And you had to make a decision whether to pay your tithe or whether to pay that bill on Monday morning. You had to make a decision. You've been taught that we are to give God first place. You've been taught, guess what? So you made a decision. Lord, I'm going to trust you. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm going to take this because I'm going to be faithful to what you've called me to. I'm going to be faithful to this because you blessed me with this. I'm going to give it back to you because it belongs to you first. I'm going to give it to you. Guess what? You give it to God and then guess what? Then you find out, you find out, you find out that your bill has already been paid. Can anybody testify that somebody else paid my bill? Somebody else paid the way for me? Anybody willing to testify that God made a way for me simply because I stood on the truth of his word? My brothers and sisters, in the environment of truth, Jesus said, and you shall know the truth. Guess what? And the truth shall set you free doesn't matter what other people think or what other people say about you the truth is Jesus Christ is Lord Jesus Christ is Lord and he is Savior and he saved me he delivered me and he set me free that's true then 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 there is the breastplate uh, God approves in Proverbs 4 25 it says we are above all else we are to guard our heart and that's what the breastplate is good for. The breastplate is good to protect and guard our heart. My brothers and sisters, everything that you and I do flows from our heart. So guess what? Our hearts need to be protected. Guess what? Then Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells me this. This is how I protect my heart is I trust in the Lord. And it says, with all my heart. So my whole heart is covered by trust. My whole heart is covered by trusting in the Lord and not leaning to my own understanding. Can I tell you something? There's going to be a lot of things that happen in life that you won't understand. Can you under help me understand why it is people that don't know you don't like you? Anybody figure that one out? People don't know you don't even like you. Nor are they interested in getting to know you. But guess what? They don't know you. And they don't like you. That's a mystery. But guess what? In spite of what they think, in spite of how they feel, in spite of how they may treat you, God still use you. We need to understand that God did something for us in that him who knew no sin, y'all get this, 2 Corinthians 5.21, him knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I am declared righteous in him who knew no sin, who died on the cross for my sins. So therefore, I am declared righteous because of the blood of Jesus Christ. 
You are declared righteous in his sight. No matter what the world says or what the world thinks, you're declared righteous in his sight because of the finished work of the cross. Get this. Unrighteousness acts like an open invitation to Satan. I'll be writing that down. Unrighteousness acts as an open invitation to Satan and his demonic forces to invade our hearts and to live in order to defeat us spiritually. When we fall victim to unrighteous acts, listening to the voice of the enemy, we've just opened up our hearts and allow the demonic forces, the evil forces to penetrate us, to defeat us spiritually. It's almost like putting blinders on, but you're still walking. See, when you have blinders on and you're still walking, you can't see where you're going. Sooner or later, you'll run into something, but it might not be the right something, simply because you're walking in darkness. Proverbs, I got to step on the toe. Proverbs 18, 20, 21. We're talking about the enemy here. Before I tell you that verse, I had this statement. I wrote down, this came to me. It said, we need to stop judging other people. We need to stop looking down on a man unless we're picking him up. And then Proverbs 18, 20, 21 says, the tongue has power of life and death. And those, those who, who, who love it will eat of its fruit. Words can corrupt and words can destroy. Words that comes from the heart, get this. Words come from the heart of anger, envy, greed, selfishness are all sinful, evil, and orange or they have their origin from the pits of hell. They have no place in the life of a believer. God's approval is the breastplate that protects our heart. He approves us because, guess what? He sent his son. So his son came on your behalf, for my behalf. God's approved. John 3, 16. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whomsoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now I'm down to my shoes. Readiness to spread the good news. I'm ready. Satan wants us to think. Get this, those of you who are quiet, never open your mouth, never say anything. Satan wants us to think telling others the good news is worthless or it's, hope, it's a hopeless task. The size of the task is too big. There are a lot of negative people out there. I don't want them to say anything negative about me. But the shoes God gives you and I are to motivate us. To stand firm. My brother Harold, you didn't know I played one year of football. And what I discovered, I always wondered what was a cleat. And why you had to have cleats on if you were going to play football and you couldn't just wear regular tennis shoes like you did when you played basketball. But I discovered that when, the, when, when you're out on the grass... And you don't have cliques on, you don't have a firm foundation. So when we were able to purchase some cleats and I put them on my feet, I understood then that I could, I could stand firm. I, I didn't have to worry about slipping or falling. And if you ever notice, if you ever watch a, a, a professional football, college football, you'll notice sometimes that, that, that the player will come out of the game and then he's over and he's changing shoes. He's putting on a different pair of cleats. Because, now, I, I, I think the longer they are, is that what gives you more a firmer foundation? Is, is that what it is when they come out and they change the cleats and they have to put on a different pair because they were slipping and sliding? I believe that's what it is. So, so, so the bottom line is that when they change shoes, then they have a firmer foundation. You ever notice that the running back, how he's able to stop on a dime? It's simply because he has the right shoes on. If he didn't have the right shoes on, guess what? He was going to fall. 
Are y'all listening? He's going to fall simply because he doesn't have the right shoes on. So the right shoes is the good news. It's the good news. We need to hear the good news, and we need to continue to proclaim the truth, the truth of peace. Understand that when you have the right shoes on, the gospel shoes, you have the right shoes on, you can stand firm against the attacks, against the forces. You will be able to stand firm and still preach truth. Whether they want to hear it or don't want to hear it, God, my brothers and sisters, is the one that has equipped us and has given us the ability and the knowledge to proclaim his truth. So we stand firm. We stand firm. Then, then we take the shield of faith. We're almost there. We take the shield of faith, which able to uh, extinguish all the, the fiery darts of the enemy. Guess what? The shield of faith. What is faith? There are many definitions, but I'm going to help you easy. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. Faith is acting as though God is telling the truth. So what that means, if God said it, that's good enough for me. I don't have to understand how he's going to do it. If he tells me that if I have faith the size of a mustard seed, I can say to this mountain, be thy removed and cast into the sea. Guess what? I'm going to try it. Anybody willing to testify? I've tried it. There's been some things in my life, some mountains in my life that I had to pray over and I had to put the word of God on and I stood on the word of God because I believe that God's word was true. And when you believe God's word is true, you will stand and walk in obedience. Obedience to God. And when you walk in obedience to God, you look at things from God's point of view, from God's perspective, not my perspective. I don't, I, I can't testify and tell you why, why when we come together as believers, when we come together as one, why there is strength in that. I can't tell you, I can't explain to you why it is that when we come together all on one accord, just as they did in the, on the day of Pentecost, something happened. I can't explain to you why something would happen in the midst of a congregation that won't happen when you're by yourself. But what I can tell you is that when you're by yourself, when you're isolated and it's you, yourself, and I, the enemies will speak all types of lies into you. And if you're not careful, you will succumb to the forces of darkness simply because you're not walking by faith. Then, helmet of salvation. Satan wants you and I to doubt God. He wants us to doubt God about most of the times about our salvation. He wants us to doubt God that you and I are saved. He wants to doubt that God's going to turn it around. God's going to work it out. He wants us to doubt God. So in order for you and I to be protected, we need to cover our head. Let me help you. You need to be careful what you allow to come in here. Many times, many times you have to tell people, I, if it's not good, can I help you? If it's not building up, I don't want to hear it. If it's about tearing down somebody, guess what? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Guess what? There was a time. There was a time. I had an opportunity to be a part of something. And it was so special to me because I thought it was so special to see a bunch of folk come together, not experienced, some experienced and some inexperienced people come together for a worthy cause. And that was the Habitat for Humanity. I, I, I like what they do. They will go, people will come from all walks of life, come together to build a house for someone. For one common goal, they work together. And guess what? What I saw, there were people who didn't have any experience at being a carpenter, but guess what? I can tote a piece of wood. And then there were those who, who had the knowledge of, I can read a measuring tape. And then there were those who could paint. There were those who could sweep. There were those who could build a roof. Everybody had a part. And I just, I just got a chance to stand back and look. And then when it was all said and done, we saw the finished product. And you know what? It was a good feeling to know you had a hand in that. That's how it is in the body of Christ. We all have a part. We all play a role. Your role might seem insignificant. But we needed the person to sweep the house. We needed the person who could use the measuring tape. We need the person who could paint. We need, guess what? We need the person who say, we know what? I'm just going to make sure we got the water we need. We got the food we need. We needed all of those people. That's how it is in the body of Christ. No one should be discounted. 
And then, and then lastly, I want to tell you, we got the sword of the spirit. Can I tell you something? Out of everything that I told you, that's the only weapon you need. Sword of the spirit. The word. In Matthew chapter 4, if you want to go there and read, Jesus went into the wilderness to be tempted by the enemy. What was his weapon? The word. The sword is the only weapon of offense in the list of armor. There are times when you need to take the offense against Satan. When we are tempted, we need to trust in the truth of God's what? Trust in the truth of God's word when we are tempted by the enemy. Testify. Truth says light and darkness fellowship with one another. Is that right? Is that biblical? Is that in the word? Is that what you say? Does it tell you to come out from among them? Does it tell you that? Yep, yep, tell you that. So why is it that we, male and female, we see a man, we see a woman, and they look like they got it going on. We make a decision to enter into a relationship with that person. Only to discover as time goes on is as if they were sent from the pits of simply because we disobey God. Stand on the word of God because the word says the word of God will endure how long? Forever. Which means God's truth will stand through the test of time, generation A through Z. God's word is still the same. Testify. The word tells us, thou shalt not commit adultery. It means just that. Thou shalt not kill. It means just that. Mankind shall not lay with mankind. Womankind should not lay with womankind. Does the word say that? Old Testament, book of Leviticus, you want to go there? It's there. So if the word says that, that, that's all we need. That's the only weapon we need. I love you, brother, but I got to tell you the truth. I love you, sister, but I got to tell you the truth. And then, and then, and then, if you, if you want to go a little bit further, ask them, how, how did you get into this? And you'll be surprised what you find out. Again, that was sent from the pits of hell. You and I must understand 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 6. The weapons of our warfare are not corner, but mighty in God for pulling down. See, the word pulled down these strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We have to stand on the words. We don't need to use human plans, human methods to win over the battle because God has already won the battle for us. God's mighty weapon are available for us to use to fight against the devil. The Christian must choose whose method to use. God's method, a man's method. Many times for us, we got to go down that road, try it, doesn't work out. Try it. doesn't work out before we surrender and say we're going to do it God's way. As I close, I want to ask you, which piece or piece of armor do you feel that you need to put on? Can everybody raise their hand and say, I got it all on? I got it all on properly. Can everybody raise their hand and say that? Because I, I, I can't. Which piece do you feel that you need to make some adjustments? You need to readjust. And then maybe there are some that recognize, I, I don't think I got any of it on. Today is about you recognizing that you're armed and you're dangerous, but you got to know it. You're armed through Christ, through the word. You're armed. You're able to do all of this. You're able to 
have faith. You're able to protect yourself from what comes in here. You're able to withstand by having your shield of faith ready for the darts. The enemy throw darts even before you're out of this building. And then when you get out, he throws darts. And if you're not careful, it'll penetrate you. You'll start saying things. Oh, they held too long. She didn't speak to me. She took my seat. That's the enemy. What does that matter? What does that matter? Somebody, somebody need to hear the word. Somebody is lost and on their way to hell and you're worried about your seat. And this is the one that used to really get to me. Most of us married, had children. The Bible says you got to train them up. In the way that they should go when they come in. They don't know which way to go. You've been holding them at home for eight hours and then you come to church and you want them to sit still. And you not hold them. Because you want to get your praise on. And because they cry, here's the dark. I don't know if I'll be trying to go to church. That baby crying. I'll just stay home if I was you. Testify. Your husband, your wife, non-believing. I don't know why you're going down to that church all down there. Them folks, they ain't but nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. All because he's not going where you're trying to go. So the enemy throws that dart. He catches it. He gets it because he has no protection. So he speaks to you. And that's wow. Because you keep allowing that to come in. You get weakened. And then you stop doing what you know to do. Young people, what got you this far is what it's going to take to carry you. And what got you this far was when mom and daddy spent time teaching you the word, teaching you how to pray, telling you to talk to God about the situations that you're having to deal with in school, in college. Don't let some professor, because he's got a, a, a bunch of paper, because that's all it is, a bunch of paper on the wall, talk you out of your salvation. Talk you out of believing what the word says. I never allowed we came from apes to even enter in. I, I didn't allow that. When they tried to teach that stuff to us in school, we are like, that ain't true. But you know how I knew it wasn't true? Because I heard the, what the word says. In the beginning, God created. You see, there's always a lie versus the truth. You have to make a decision whose voice you're going to listen to. And so as I find you and I, we're going through these battles, daily battles, because we're warring against good and evil. There's a war going on, good and evil. The enemy, the enemy, he's trying to penetrate your armor on a daily basis. He doesn't stop. But when you submit over to God, the Bible said, then you can resist the devil and he will flee from you. But guess what? And that's only going to be for a season. Because the moment that you think you've arrived, that's when he comes. When I look at weapons that you and I have, did y'all know that our prayer is a weapon? Worry about nothing, pray about everything. Man ought to always pray and faint not. Faith is our weapon. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But the greatest weapon of all, and we don't always use it, is love. The word says love covers a multitude of sins. So if I demonstrate love, guess what? Sister, go ahead. Have my seat. I'm offering it to her. Do you need help with the baby? Maybe we can get him a glass of water. Oh, do you need a ride to church? Oh, you, you need somebody? Oh, okay. That's all you had to say. We'll get you some groceries. You got a bill? 
Well, I've been there, sis. I've been there. Guess what? Now, I'm going to do this. Don't you tell nobody. But the Lord laid it on my heart, and I'm going to go ahead and do this for you. I'm going to take care of this for you. That's what love does. Love says, hey, come on in. You, you come on in. Don't worry about it. Come on in. You ain't got to have a suit or a dress on. Come, come, come on. Come on in. Oh, you doing some stuff. To, child, come on. Everybody in church done done something, and some of them probably still doing it. You come on. You, you, you don't stay away because if you want to get better, you're only going to get better as the more you come into the knowledge of the right thing to do. Then guess what? You'll start turning away from that other stuff. What? You, you, you worried about friends? Child, let me tell you. Most of the people I grew up with, they either dead, buried, in jail, in prison somewhere. You know what? But I went down there and joined that church, and God gave me some new friends. And these people, they real. They don't judge me. <laughs> they, I, I wanted to tell them about my, they told me I, I ain't got to tell them about my past. They ain't interested in my past. They're interested in who I am today. You had a, a habit? Child, if you only knew, there's a lot of people got habits out there, different types of habits, but they got habits. But I serve a God who's able to heal and deliver and to set you free. Ain't but a few. Did you know the Bible said that the way that leads to destruction is broad? And many there be that go in there at, but the way that leads to eternal life is narrow. So, child, when I saw that, I said, it don't matter if it ain't but just a few down there. I'm going down there because that's where the word is being preached. That's where the truth is being preached. And I can look at the people in the church, and their life is a perfect example of what it means to be a child of God. So I'm going talking about recognizing that we're armed and we're dangerous. Let us stand. We're armed and we're dangerous. When I look out and I see all of you, if each one of us just reach one person, y'all, we set the kingdom of hell on fire. If we just reach one person and they give their lives over to the Lord. So whether... You're walking with the Lord right now. You had some hiccups along the way. Or you've never known him as Lord and Savior. The door is open for you to come forward today and say, hey, I, I want to surrender my life to the Lord. I want to recommit my life to the Lord. I want to be strengthened in my walk with the Lord. The altar is open for you. Because you didn't know before you came in, but you know now you got a weapon. You're armed and you're dangerous. The enemy has been put on notice. Then I want to use my weapon for the glory of God. One last time, anybody want to come forth? Want to be saved? Want to commit your life to the Lord? Want to rededicate your life to the Lord? Want to be strengthened in your walk with the Lord. Come forward. Gonna ask everyone to bow their heads. Gracious Father, we thank you once again for this day. We thank you for all that are standing. Lord, as you navigate this room, you know our heart. Father, you know where it is filled with good or where it is filled with evil. Father, just as you told Peter, the enemy desired to sift you like wheat. But I pray for you. Father, it is my prayer today for those that are standing that the enemy is knocking on the door of their hearts. Even now, Father. I pray for them, Lord God, that they will surrender their whole hearts to you, Father, withholding nothing. Stop holding back and totally surrender their lives to you, Father, for you desire to take them further than they ever dreamed possible. But, God, you're waiting for them to surrender their whole heart, withholding nothing. And it's only then, oh God, they will see you take them further than they ever dreamed possible. It's only then, Father God, that their pathway will be so much brighter simply because they yield to you and they decided to do it your way and not their own. 
Father, I pray right now for those, Lord, who need strengthening in their walk. But, Lord, for whatever reason, they were afraid or they were ashamed to come out and step forth, oh, God, to let others know that I need help. But, God, I'm not ashamed to say, Lord, I need help even in my walk. Sometimes, Lord God, things, oh, God, we hear, oh, God, we cannot unhear. But help us, oh, God, to keep our eyes focused on you, oh, God, and to not look to the left nor to the right. Nor listen, oh God, to the plans of man, but listen, oh God, to what you says in your word. Your word says that I am the head and not the tail. Your word declares, oh God, that you are with us. You promise never to leave us nor to forsake us. So help me to know, Lord God, I'm never alone, even when I'm going through the things that I have to endure. Even the things that we don't understand, oh God. Help us to stand boldly, oh God, before you, before your presence, oh God. Help us, oh God, to keep walking, oh God, in the path that you've ordained for us to walk in. Help us, Father God, to be able to let go and let you, oh God, lead us and guide us in the path in which we should travel, oh God. Your word declares there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Help us, Father God, to stay on the path that leads to eternal life. And dear Lord, as we prepare to leave this place on this day, Father, we ask that you would lead us, guide us, and to protect us from danger seen and the dangers that we cannot see. Father, I pray this day, Father, is there one that's present that did not come forth today, that don't know you in the partner of their sin. Father, we pray that you don't give them peace, oh God. You continue, oh God, to prick their hearts, to prick their mind, their spirit, until they're willing to yield. Yield to you, oh God, so only you, oh God, can save them, can deliver them out of the hands of the enemy. Protect them from the forces of darkness. Father, we thank you for this armor that you've given us, oh God. Help us to walk with it. Help us to put it on daily, oh God. And we do what we do, Father, in your power, in your strength. It's in the name of Jesus. We decree and we declare it to be so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Let's give God a hand praise because he's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our praise. You're armed and you're dangerous. If you didn't know it, now you know. You're armed and dangerous with the word of God. Use the word because it is your weapon. Let's fellowship with one another. We thank everyone for coming out and worshiping with us on today. If this is your first time, we'd like to invite you to come back and worship with us at any time. Our Sunday morning services at 9 a.m. Intercessory prayers at 8.45. We have prayer call on Saturday at 8 a.m. And we have Wednesday night Bible study at 6 p.m. Go in the power of the Holy Spirit. Be blessed.